0: Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, my name is Allie Keaton. Thanks for joining us for another episode of It Starts at Home. I'm here with my co-host Thad Yessa. How are you today, Thad?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Excited to dive into today's topic. So what is it that we're talking about today?
0: Well, last week we talked about praying for our kids and teens, scripture that you could pray over them. And this week we're going to talk about praying with our kids and teens. As parents and caregivers, we have a huge desire for our kids to know and love Jesus, and prayer is a tangible way that they can access God.
1: Yeah, so we're not just praying for them. We want to actually teach them so that they can pray for themselves. 1 John 5.14 says, And this is the confidence that we have towards Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. It's through prayer that we gain access to the Father, a Father in Heaven who wants to hear from us. And we got to remember that no matter how old our children are, that it's never too late to begin praying with them. Maybe you haven't taught them how to pray, but it's never too late. You can always teach them, and it's something that's worthwhile, teaching them how to pray.
0: Yeah, and I think you don't really have to worry about, am I doing it the right way? Like, pray. Prayer can seem like a heavy thing and like there's a correct way to do it. But your excitement and your love for the Lord is going to shine through when you pray with your kids. So
1: how is it, how do we teach our children to pray? That's, that's the big question we need to answer today. And I think a basic way to do that is teach our children and our teens that, that prayer is a conversation with God. So when that shows respect for who he is but there is also that it's spoken in our own words. We don't have to just recite the same thing over and over again, but actually have a conversation with God, that God wants to be close to us, that he wants to have an intimate relationship with us, and teach that to our children. That in a conversation, people, they listen, and then they talk, and the same is true with prayer. That both of us listen to God and that we talk to him. Allie, what is, what is one of the, the places in the Bible where we can see an example of this prayer happening?
0: Right. And Jesus in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, teaches us how to pray. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
1: And I think this, the disciples in this situation are coming and they say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And this is what he gives them, starting with who it is that you're praying to. They're saying, hey, disciples, when you pray, you pray to God, our Father who is in heaven, and that you go from there talking about who he is. Hallowed be your name. Your will be done. And then he goes into saying, give us our daily bread. Forgive us. Lead us not to temptation. He's giving them different ideas that he's praying. Jesus isn't saying, this is the only way you can ever pray. If you pray anything apart from this, it's not a good prayer. But we can teach our children this prayer. It's very simple. It's easy to break down. It's Mm -hmm. easy to model for them. Or we can pray other passages that we see in scripture, like Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And the Apostle Paul says, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruits of righteousness that come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And you might teach your your children that instead of saying you, you might say your family. And this is my prayer that the Yassas love may abound more and more Mm -hmm. or insert a child from your students class and say hey we're gonna pray for so-and-so today or we're gonna pray for your teacher today uh, and really just let the scripture guide your prayer when you're teaching your children how to pray
0: mm-hmm. I think it's important, first and foremost, as parents and caregivers, that we have to believe that prayer matters. Prayer needs to be a priority in our own lives, like we talked about last week, um, that it should be a top parenting priority to cover our kids in prayer. We should be praying regularly and often in our own walk Mm -hmm. with the Lord, and that our kids are going to see that. we, we already know that they observe everything that we do, good and bad, and so our kids are going to see that as an example of like, oh yeah, prayer is important because I catch my mom praying, or we pray as a family before these times. Um, and so th- that's a second good question is, when do you pray? And I think it's twofold. I think there are intentional, regular times that you pray together as a family, such as before dinner, before a mealtime, before bed. Maybe you pray in the the beginning of the day before your kids are headed off to school or on the way to church, uh, but that there are intentional set up, like this is a regular occurrence for our family. And then secondly, the spontaneous times that you can pray when maybe your family is getting ready to go on a road trip or fly somewhere and you can pray over safety of your journey um, when you're facing a challenge like Perhaps your kid has a test in school or something. You guys are struggling at home. When tragedy strikes is another spontaneous but crucial time to pray. Um, Natural disasters, pandemic viruses. There are a lot of occurrences that happen. Um, When other people need God's help. So when we know somebody that's sick or somebody that's looking for a job. And then just when we need God's help for God's provision in our own lives. But how do we do it, Thad? These are the when, but what does it look like?
1: Yeah, there, there are so many different options and models. We already mentioned the Lord's Prayer, praying uh, different scriptures. One model that I find particularly helpful is ACTS, the acronym A-C-T-S. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just gives us a, a model for how we do that. So the A stands for adoration or worship. Uh, we see in Matthew 6, 9, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're giving adoration, devotion, loving, admiration, worship. We're, te- we're teaching our children and teens that when we pray, we're praying to a God who is almighty, all-powerful, mm-hmm. who is holy. We're-, we're taking this time to actually recount the different attributes of God, what we know about who God is and what he's done Uh, God, you are, and then you can fill in the blank, loving, kind, gracious. Mm -hmm. Uh, This helps gives us perspective of who it is that we're actually praying to. Mm -hmm. And it helps get our focus off of ourselves for the moment and the person we're actually having the conversation with. I think that's a great place to start. Mm
0: -hmm. After the adoration portion, you move on to C stands for confession. So that's confession of your sin when we come into god's presence when we recognize who god is through our adoration time we recognize that we fall short and that we need forgiveness as christians we're called to confess our sins and i think this is a great place to model in prayer for your kids and teens um a confession of your own sins parents but then just to lead them in recognizing their sin first john 1 9 says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us this is an opportunity for us to be reconciled to god to Feel the weight lifted of the sin that we've been carrying with us so that we can be open in prayer. Um, a good sentence starter for that would be, God, I'm sorry for fill in the blank. Just something si- simple, quick, and easy that you can, can start that confession time off with.
1: Next in our ACTS uh, acronym is Thanksgiving, gratitude, in response for the forgiveness that God offers us, that he gives us. We're, we're thankful. That is a, an appropriate response. So we teach our children that after we confess, we know that God forgives our sins. So then we give thanks for that. The yeah. Thanksgiving draws us out of our current situation and allows us to see, to recognize all the times that God has been good and faithful to the past, in the past. And so we give thanks to him for that. Psalm 118, one says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his love endures forever. So maybe it's even before you start praying, before you're asking your children to start praying, you say, what is it that we can thank God for? And maybe it's the house, maybe it's our friends, maybe it's our school, uh, whatever it is, but the sentence starter after you get that list is, thank you for, and then, Really, our our children, our teens should be pretty easy to fill in mm. what they're thankful for. Um, even if it's it's something small, like, thank you for the toys that I have. Mm. That's a good thing for your children to give thanks to God for.
0: Mm. The S in the ACTS acronym stands for supplication. These are the specific requests and petitions that we're bringing before God. A lot of times, this is... How we view prayer in the beginning is just, hey, I'm going to bring my, my wish list to God. But notice that this supplication piece comes after the adoration and confession and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But this is the time that you can bring your request before God. God does want to hear our wants and needs. Um, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So this is the please, God, please, I want to pray for this. And our petitions, God can reveal His will when we um, align our hearts with Him. He can allow our requests to be shaped into what His like. It's the Thy Kingdom Come part of the Lord's Prayer, like to fulfill His will.
1: And I think it's important to encourage our children that when they're talking to God, that there aren't stupid things Mm. uh, that they can pray for. I remember when when I was young and in Sunday school. I would, every time the Sunday school teacher would say, who has a prayer I would raise my hand and i say, please pray that my parents would give me a puppy. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted. And my teacher, she wouldn't just ignore it. She wouldn't just push it off and just say, Thad, stop asking that you get a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, she would pray every single week. And God, if it's in your will, allow <laughs> Thad's parents to give him a dog. And I think it's important that when we're we're teaching our children and teens how to pray, that they may not have uh, very profound Mm -hmm. prayers, but that God wants to hear from them. So we're encouraging them. Yeah, you want that? You can pray for that. But as Ali said, we're we're doing this after we do our Adoration Confession Thanksgiving. And maybe it's in that that they learn like, oh, what I was going to pray for Mm -hmm. really isn't that important as to what I could be praying for. Uh, instead but so this is how we do it this is a one way one model we said there's plenty but Hallie what are some creative fun ways in which we can make prayer a little bit more fun instead of this solemn experience
0: sure I think one of my one of my favorite ways um, that you put it that way a fun way that is I do enjoy prayer walks it's something that I've occasionally done when I'm babysitting kids where we go outside and you go for a walk and that's a really easy place to thank God and to give God praise because you're looking around at his creation and you're able to say like thank you God for for trees and pretty leaves that are falling on the ground, and the crisp breeze, like it's tangible to be in God's creation and and to thank him, and to pray for your neighbors as you walk by their house. Um, Another one of my favorite ideas is to have a prayer journal. It's a lot easier to recognize the way that God is answering your prayers when you've written them down. So whether that's just bullet points of, hey, today we prayed for this situation and that situation, or to even write those out, encourage your kids to write them out if they're of the age that. can write and then to be able to go back in a week a month a year and say oh wow god did answer that prayer like let's check that one off let's celebrate that together just to recognize that god is faithful to us
1: yeah i think two other two other things that we can do that are somewhat creative that might give some structure is whatever the day of the week is whether it's sunday monday tuesday whatever day, is you have a specific thing that you pray for. So Sundays you could say, we're going to pray for our pastors Mm -hmm. and our church staff. Mondays we're going to pray for our teachers. Tuesdays we're going to pray for government officials. Mm -hmm. Wednesday we're going to pray for missionaries and so on. You just Mm -hmm. pick something to give some more structure to your prayer, but also helps keep things moving each day. There's something new that you're going to be praying for. Or you get a prayer jar, which is you either put names or countries or activities or whatever and you put that in a jar and whenever you structure that prayer time for your family is you say okay everyone's going to pick something out of the jar whether it's a piece of paper or whatever it's written on and that's what you're going to pray for and maybe you put their siblings in there or maybe grandparents Mm -hmm. and so everyone has a specific person or uh, event that they're going to be praying for. And if you are a parent of teenagers, you you may be wondering, well, my teen (laughs) doesn't want to pray. And really, it comes down to most likely is they don't know how um, Mm -hmm. or they feel a little awkward or weird because they're talking, they're having a conversation with someone that they can't see. Mm -hmm. And this is an amazing opportunity for us to yet again teach Uh, Our students our teens about who God is that God is actually present with us We're not seeing him physically like you are sitting across from them, but God is here and that God is listening Um, the other Reason why is it might just they haven't been taught. They haven't been modeled how to pray and so they might feel kind of weird uh, Doing that and you just encourage them that hey, it's okay. There are no exact right words for you, but we're going to do this together. I think uh, the last way to do it is just say, all right, what if God were sitting right here ready to listen to you? What would you say? And they ask a question. God is sitting right here ready to listen. What is it that you want to ask God? What is something that you, you want to ask the God who is over all things? And it might be, God, why is there evil in the world and that's their prayer or God help me to understand this situation Uh, and really just encourage them like, Hey, when you have questions, big questions, ask God, maybe he'll answer that question for you. Mm -hmm. And so our encouragement to you is yet again, that this isn't easy. Uh, It's not always as simple as we may make it sound on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but to just start and try and model And as you're teaching your child, your teen to pray, pray for them that they'll understand, model for them, Mm -hmm. like we talked about last week. And you'll notice that they'll probably start using some of the same language as you as they learn, uh, and then they'll grow in that. So parents, we are praying for you as you are praying for your child, as you are teaching them how to pray.